trigger warning. Content discussed in this episode may be inappropriate and or triggering for some listeners. Topics may include violence, death, child loss, sexual assault, abuse, pregnancy loss, abortion, miscarriage, and other things that might be upsetting. What's that song? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome. From Welcome Back, Carter. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Was Welcome Back, Carter a TV show? It was. It was. In like early 80s, 70s, where Carter had like a white dude fro. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, Very interesting. This is expecting a podcast. We never say this. A, pod, a true crime podcast for the post-row world. It's abortion, true crime, and comedy. Yes. It, because you're so... We've been talking about abortion for the past nine hours, so... Yeah. And we also talk a lot about micro penises. Well, you do, Jackie. You bring it up a lot. No, I don't. That I'm Kate. One day. <clears throat> and no, I'm two. You've done it Jackie. Oh, well, last weekend, I went, had the most amazing experience of my life. Oh, yeah. So I went to this very, I went to a conference. It was very sex positive, very sex positive. One of the workshops was a nude workshop. I was going to do it, but I chickened out because I was on my period. And I was like, if I, (laughs) I don't want to be in there and then be on my, you know, Mm -hmm. and be like the one person first with like, doing yoga in my bush and a string hanging down you know like i just it would have been a whole lot so wait the whole workshop was in was in the nude yep that one and there was like ended up being okay so there are hundreds of people at this conference there ended up being like 50 60 people at the nude workshop and the nude workshop was in competition with the twerk workshop did you do the twerk one no no is it because you already know how to twerk no, I had I to do say, it because me and Heather had to do a meeting. Oh. We had to do work. Oh. But anyway, I really wanted to do the nude, like to have that experience because I watched this show on um, net- Netflix. <sighs> Gwyneth Paltrow's show. Goop. Goop. Oh, my God. I fucking was obsessed with that show. When? It, they had, like, this weird section on there. But when were there. you into it? Now? When it first came out. When no. was that? Have you ever watched it? No, but I've heard a lot about Goop. Like, they got into some sex shit. Right. And I was wanting Zach, like, I made him watch it with me. And I thought, you know, we can do it without the therapist and just have our own weird sex shit. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't bite. It, yeah. Wasn't his thing. Wasn't no, his He jam. kept saying it over and over. Like, we're not trying that. I'm not doing that. What were some of the things? They did. Okay. For example, one of them that um, connects with the nude workshop was this woman did like, uh, it's called mirror work. Mm-hmm. Where 
you take all your clothes off and you stand in front of a full-length mirror, which we can go over my house after this is over and we can do it because I got the mirror in my bedroom. And we would just stand there and we would be naked. Both people at the same time? How do you both see each other in the mirror? I'm behind you. I'm going to talk you through it. Oh, my God. Like, you'll stand in front of me and be naked. I'll put my arms, like, Like Janet Jackson album cover, cover the breast. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll do that role. You can be, like... And then what do you say when you are talking through it? Like, I'm talking, like... Talking about your body, like, what you like, what's hot. I'm going to be, like, the... The guru. Mm-hmm. And I'll be in there with, like, a belly chain because I do it professionally. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is going to be my next career move. Mm. You know, and I'll be like, Kate, I need you to disrobe. You know, and you'll walk in and you'll be like, right now, You know what the worst thing disrobe. about disrobing is? Like, taking your shirt off. I, yes. You're well, not going to have all your clothes on. You're already going to have robe. the, okay. like, the real... You look like you're about to get naked. Okay. Like it's just disrobing when you you just pull this one thing and you're okay. naked. Okay. It's not like because you're bending when you you're take not off like your in pants, your t shirt and your over jeans. And there's no skinny pants, and so then there's and then it becomes a whole yeah, thing. A whole no, thing. no, you're already in like the toga type thing. That's cultural appropriation, Jackie. and <laughs> for the Greeks. Romans, <laughs> who knows? No one knows. Well, we're we're in the okay. The toga. You know, we have to do it. We're in the toga. I have on earrings. Just a belly chain? The belly chain. I have on my toga too, but when I take it off, like I'm super comfortable. So that makes you even more insecure. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I'm super chill. Super chill. You know, I I take my stuff off. I think I would match your chillness. (laughs) You would. If we were both doing it, (laughs) I would would not allow you. I may even surpass. Your chillness. You you probably would. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just fine. walk through the house. Little hold on, let me go get something to drink real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'd be fine. So well, then we'd go and we'd look into the mirror, and I'd be behind you because I'm like the coach. Yeah, you know, and you're in the front, and I would you know look down, start from your feet. What do you love about this body? You know, and we'd play oh, that whole. Oh, that's cool. Find the thing that you're not comfortable with. Focus on it. Why don't you like it? You want to what? Know can what we I do to like? turn it around? What? I don't like my um, the shape of the middle part of my body from like here to like here because there's no there's not the curve. Now I have a little bit of curve. Now I have a little bit of some breast because of childbirth. But, like, otherwise, it's almost like a rectangle. It's like a big rectangle. My butt doesn't really stick out at all. And then also when I look at my butt, I also see my tramp stamp, which is right above my butt. I don't like that. That's my own fault. That's my (laughs) own fault. But glorify that motherfucker. Maybe so. Glorify that tramp stamp. Or if you don't like it, get it removed. It's just too, it's so costly. Okay, so I had speaking of tattoo removal, <laughs> I I told Zach he has a stupid tattoo on oh, his finger yeah, the of a thing. mustache, yeah. and I'm like, you are very 2008 oh my gosh, or something. I know, like you are such a poser. I can't. So I was like, if you don't get that tattoo removed, 
I'm never going to change my last name because I like holding things over his head. Mm -hmm. I'm that type of a wife. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, he'll, he placates me. Like, sure, I'm going to do it. He's not going to do it. So I got on the website. You know how you can get on tattoo removal websites and you can put people's name and phone number. I put his phone number. Oh, my so God. So now start. he's getting solicitation calls? Yes. He's getting text messages. Does he know you did that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was like, and then, and I found out that he knew what? I did it because he texted me like, I am not getting that tattoo removed. I was like, they should do that for therapists. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, just <laughs> enter in. Yeah. Put all their information in. But it was, he's not going to do it. I didn't think he would do it, but I was like, well. Why isn't he doing it? He just doesn't care. Because it costs him. money. Yeah. And he doesn't and he, care. And he, like me, frugal. Yep. Very he frugal. does. He cares not. He's like, I'll keep it forever. Eventually, it'll fade away. And it's like half gone yeah. right here. Cause it's I guess on that makes sense. Because you wash your hands constantly. So maybe that helps it fade over time. Yeah. Because it's already like half gone. It's just, you know, trashy looking. But anyway. So, while at the conference, guess who I... Okay, so, you know, Tori, I've told you, my favorite TV show is P-Valley. The entire cast of P-Valley was at this conference. Yeah. In Dallas, Texas, which, by the way, is the hottest spot in America. It was like 103 degrees, 104 degrees. That's how hot it's going to be here pretty soon. Oh, like I think in the next. I mean, I was I was so miserable. I didn't. We, me and Rochelle, like the first day, she's like, "Let's go explore Dallas." I'm like, "Okay." So we get all, we put get full makeup on, you know, because I'm in with Rochelle. Rochelle's a makeup artist, so I'm like, do even more makeup than what I normally do. We have on like dresses, heels, like cute. We walked. Yeah, you got swamp ass real quick. Listen, by the time we got to lunch, I kept telling, I was like, Rochelle, we're sweating. And she's like, it's fine. I sweat when I do dance. It'll be fine. I was like, Rochelle, your makeup is flying down your face. Like, I don't even want to imagine. Like, I can feel my neck sweat, like my boobs. Like, we looked like we ran in a full sprint to the, oh, it was awful. Disgusting. horrible and i was like i'm not walking back we're getting an uber i refused i refused yeah refused and you know rochelle she had quite the enjoyable experience with me when i got home (laughs) zach was like you need to call rochelle and apologize i was like for what we had a great time he was like no you should call rochelle and apologize did she text him (laughs) no oh he He just knew just from yeah he was like she's just spent days with you yeah Zach's right and so I started thinking about like all of the (laughs) (laughs) instances like there were several times that I would wake Rochelle up at like 7 a.m oh my god are you fucking kidding me and we would just I I would have full-on conversation like Rochelle because I can you're Hayden you are your grandson yeah she was I mean she was away because I could see her and then we would have like a deep conversation oh, I'm so at seven oh, God. and you know Rochelle she's such a sport she is such a sport mm-hmm. she was just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah da, 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 da. we talked about reproductive justice tenants 
uh, mutual aid. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I probably should apologize. Well, maybe just get her something nice. You know, I owe her a fancy coffee. You owe, you owe everyone. You owe me a gift for, um, yeah, you do. You owe me a gift for doing, you, when you, oh, what can I do to make it right? And oh, I told you. Oh, yeah, what, what, yeah, but it was something outrageous, wasn't it? It, it was a fucking $20 poster. Oh, okay. I'll do that. That's not bad. Too late. I already got it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess we should move on. So, <laughs> whose turn is it to go first? I saw strippers naked, too. Wait, naked? They weren't naked. They were in stripper gear. I mean, they were, but I saw ass. I mean, they were hot. <laughs> and you know what? I'm telling you, I saw ass. I didn't actually see ass. I saw ass in a photo because my fucking, my ass was too tired. I was, you it was like 9.45 because, you know, you would have missed it I for sure. It, it was 9.45 and, you know, I kept looking at my watch like, ooh, it's getting out there. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> everybody's having a great time, but, you know, grandma's getting real irritable. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I probably need to get in the bed. And I was like, I saw the panel. It's been great. I love Maya, but it's not 1997, and I'm over it. You remember Maya, ghetto superstar? Yes, 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 she was there. And I was like, Maya, bed. Maya, bed, bed. Yeah, bed, bed always wins. Bed, bed won, and then I'm in the bed, and Michelle sends me a video of actual... That makes me have less phone, like sadness about not being there. You would have loved it. You would have been. But in I that definitely would have been in bed for that part of it. Yeah, it was. I was tired, and you know, it's at that that time of the week when you're ready to go home, like you miss your family. Mm-hmm, just being home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wanted to go home. Um. Okay. Do you go first or do I go first? I think you go first. But first, time, what'd you do for the weekend? Oh, so much family stuff. Like what? I know you told me Hattie was in T-Ball. Yeah, on Saturday, which Mike just sent me a video of her where she's in the backseat on her way to T-Ball practice right now saying, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> just like mom. <laughs> exactly. When we were doing it on Saturday morning, she just stood out in the middle of the field twirling in circle like she hated it. I was like, we could quit. We paid $60. Like, we that we don't need to make her do this. Um, so she had T-ball. We went from T-ball to, like, a birthday party. Has she done a game yet? Like, had her first game. No, but she's not even going to know that the game is happening, I'm pretty sure. It's the... She may. Yeah, she might. She may. You know, like, the attention, them all looking at you. And then competing with the other moms who brings best snacks. We brought... Mike bought her a t-ball stand. We have a t-ball stand. She has a baseball bat. She has a softball mitt. She has t-balls. It's fun hitting a ball. Mike's ready to get some scholarships. Yeah, I mean, she's a big girl. So I'm really hopeful that, like, she could be athletic or something. But Like, this could be a career (coughs) path. Yeah. But, so anyways, we did that. We just had a whole bunch of kids stuff. Birthday party. uh, Barbecue. Where I had 
uh, it was out in the East End. Okay, here's the deal. It was out in the East End. Was it fancy? No, but it was lovely. It was lovely. And, and I was really excited because I met someone that knew Mike, my husband, when he was in high school, <gasps> which never happens because he's not from Louisville. Oh. So, like, that was very interesting. But then, since I'd eaten, I think, just straight garbage all day, I had to go number two. And, like, it wasn't going to be a good one. And I was like... I said, I got to go right now, everyone, goodbye. And I left, and I made it home just in time. What if you didn't? I mean, we cross that bridge when we come to it. You know what I mean? Um, And then the next day we had a play date. So it was, and then after that, it was a very uneventful weekend. Well, I mean, buckle up. That's about the next 20 years for both of you. Yeah, our life, yeah. (laughs) You know who's leaving tomorrow? Calfani is moving out. To Michigan? To Minnesota. For real? Yeah, tomorrow. I finally said, do you think this is a good... Because I've been, you know, like, not biting. Yeah. Like, okay, pack your stuff. Yeah. Catch you later. Because I'm thinking, he's not really going to do it. He's not going to leave me. And he is. Oh, my God. He's out. Is he driving there? He doesn't even have a license. Oh, duh. Yeah. I <laughs> know. It's so he's flying. He's flying. Holy cow! He's moving there. His things are packed. I went into his room. It's all packed up. It's packed up. Holy cow! I was like, oh my god. How do you feel? Well, I was called Miles. See if I could just go ahead and get him to move back in. Good idea. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna try this out. Holy cow. I'm kind of half emptiness because we still have Dahlia. Mm-hmm. And you but. still have, Miles lives so close with with your grandbaby. Yeah, but. It's not the same. It's not in your house. Yeah. There's a big difference. Like, yeah. I live close to you, but I'm not downstairs. No. There's a big difference between we live in the same city and you live in the next room your sweet little baby it's good yep and i'm trying to not be sad i'm just trying to think about no more piss on the toilet on the floor oh but he's still my my little i know my little baby but you know i've been looking forward to this day a long time and i'm i'm sure he'll be back yeah i just can't imagine how i'm that Leanne Rhyme song keeps How going. How do I live without you? I want to know. How do I breathe? Remember Leanne Rhyme's husband, Brandy Glanville? <gasps> Remember? Mm-hmm. Um, Good Real House. Have you, have you been watching Real Housewives of Dubai? I only oh, oh, saw oh, them oh, in the oh. hotel when we were in Ashland because that was the only time I had access. And they I enjoyed are, them quite a bit. They are good. They I really want to watch the Beverly Hills one. And I think there's going to be a new Vanderpump Rules because I just heard that Raquel um, made out with... <laughs> Look how she cute so our hard. producer is. So hard. <laughs> Ra- did you watch <laughs> Vanderpump Rules? Yeah. Not really. No. All right. Forget it then. All right, so I went back to, like, sort of the more traditional true crime 
story this week. Ooh. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know if this too. is good or not. So uh, this is a story. I keep waiting for the week that we're going to have the same no. one. No. Who's it's your never going to happen. Belinda Temple. Nope. Okay, Belinda Temple was murdered in January of 1999. She was eight months pregnant. She was found by her husband, whose name is David Temple, in their home. She had been shot in the head with a shotgun. So, like... Obliterated. Yes. Um, So, now I'm going to tell you a little bit about their relationship. Belinda and David started dating in high school. He was like a jock. He seems like a douche. If you look at pictures of him, he looks like a douche. Um, they were high school sweethearts. And she spent a lot of time with his family. And there are some different sources that said that he called her family white trash. And like n- he never spent any time with her family. But they stayed in this relationship presumably happy i have no idea when they got married when they got engaged they got engaged on the 50 yard line of their like high school football field well that's not corny at all i know i was like if anyone ever needs me to describe what basic is i feel like that would be a good description only only if you There's a live, laugh, love. Oh, you know there were so many live, laugh, loves. Faith, family. Um, God. Yeah. In this and, house. And this in the moonlight, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. With the moon, like, going through the heart. Yeah. Um. So they went to college. They, She became a special ed teacher he also became a teacher because he wanted to be a football coach. So he is a football coach. He is spending a lot of time. Maybe mine actually won't be that long. Um, he's spending a lot of time with his, like, he's very invested in that whole football thing. Which, have you all seen the Amy Schumer Where were they skit? from? Okay, good question. <laughs> They're from, they live in Texas. I think oh, I'm not, makes sense. Yeah, so exactly. They live in Texas. And... Um, he had, they have one son together, then she is pregnant. The day of her murder, her son is sick at school. She keeps trying to get in contact with her husband. He's like not responding to any of the phone calls. So she, and she had a really busy day at work. She wasn't supposed to leave, but she eventually leaves anyways to pick up her sick son from school. She takes their son home and is at home for several hours before David comes home. David comes home and picks up the sick son to run errands, which I also think is like... Time out. Is that good? Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't know what that idea. She can, but not yet. Okay, okay. Okay. So he comes home, gets the son... And takes the son with him to run some errands. And this is like 3.30 in the afternoon. He comes home at like 5.45 in the afternoon. He reportedly leaves his son in the car to go inside and tell his wife that they're home. And that he's going to watch the son outside. 
like play outside. However, this is January. So like 545, like I'm pretty sure it's getting dark at that time. Also, like generally Who's playing outside and 545 in January? Yeah, I mean it is Texas. Like maybe it's warmer. But like also I don't really leave if I leave Hattie in the car. If I leave Hattie in the car, it's for like I've only done it a handful of times and it's like I run in and grab a water bottle and run back out. Like it is not a casual. So I think that's strange. He goes inside the home and as I said, he finds his wife. He calls 911. Actually, I think before he calls 911, he runs downstairs, grabs his son, runs his son to the neighbor, tells the neighbor to call 911 and tells the neighbor to watch the son while he goes back home. Do they not have a phone? I might be getting some of these facts wrong. So then he runs back home and he is on the phone with 911 because I heard the 911 call. And they're like, can you administer CPR? Like, can you administer? And he's like, no, like her, she's too, she's too obliterated. Like she's dead. Police arrive. When police arrive, they have a dog. I want to say it's a German Shepherd, but it's like a barking and is so aggressive towards police that the police can or paramedics first responders whoever they are must have been police because they had guns the police consider shooting the gun which by the way do you know that that's like that's a whole thing there's like a whole issue with like law enforcement shooting and killing dogs that i'm only mildly familiar with and i won't get into it this time but it is something that we'll we'll talk about later time so that's how aggressive this dog is reported as being which of course begs the question of like whoever killed her like how did they even get into the house if right. there's a dog there so david comes down he lets police in like calms the dog down they're like maybe it's a home invasion like the door's broken the gla there's glass shattered on the floor but they don't see anything of value missing and in fact they see jewelry and other things of value sitting out that have gone untouched so, of course, like, is it the husband? So they start looking into his whereabouts during the, during the murder. And he had been gone for several, a couple of hours. And there were some inconsistencies in his story. He did have at least one time where he was on videotape, like, at one of the places he had said he'd been running errands to. And allegedly, some of the kids next door heard a loud sound at around 4.30 or 4.35, which is when he's on videotape. So, like, if those kids heard the sound of the gunshot at the right time, remembered the right time, and reported it, then he has an alibi. But that's, like, a lot of ifs. I'm going to tell you. What do you think David, um, Belinda, were... You think David was a faithful husband? I think faithfulness can be questioned it's all relative <laughs> you know i'm a faithful wife but let oscar isaac walk in the room <laughs> all bets are well, off that's a good and profound question that's a good and profound question um but i don't think oscar isaac walked into uh david temple's life but a woman named heather scott did Oh, here we go. So after... This sounds like a basic-ass story, too. Exactly. Of Which is course. why I was like, maybe shouldn't, I shouldn't have done this because it is so basic. No, but this this is how everybody gets... There's always... It's, it's like such a... It's a cliche because yes. it, there's like... Yeah. 
So, um, it's some like, what's her name story? Uh, yeah. The one. Lacey Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. Every time anybody says Lacey Peterson, I imagine her, you know, that one photo that they have of her where she has that brown silky shirt on and then that long necklace and the hairdo. You yeah. Know, and she's like this. Yeah. Just looking pregnant and matronly. Yeah. Like. He had been having an affair with a woman named Heather Scott, who was a teacher at the school where he worked as coach. Before this affair became public knowledge or knowledge to law enforcement, there had been issues in the marriage where, for example, it was about to be her 30th birthday, which like, I'm like, God, that's so young to like be married with a kid. So it's about to be her 30th birthday and for like the weekend of her 30th birthday or maybe it's the weekend of new year's eve he was like i'm gonna go out of town with my buddies like he didn't plan anything he just seems like a like an asshole anyways what he he's gotta be what he's walking in there and shooting the person you vowed to i mean yeah if he did it with a shotgun so like even that weekend where he said he was going to be with his buddies he was actually like with this woman that he's having an affair with. It's a couple of years before they actually charge him. And they charge him. He is convicted. The jury deadlocks on what the sentence should be. And they have to have a whole nother trial. Like, as much as it seems like David is responsible for killing Belinda, his, the son is now grown. The son does not believe his dad killed his mom. Like, the son basically saw Heather Scott as his mom. Like, she cared for him as his mom. Heather Scott does leave David. And, um, and she raises the... Does she raise the boy? Well, I think she did. And actually, hold on, I messed this up. First, he gets convicted... After he's convicted the first time and sentenced, there is over 1,400 pages of evidence and shit that the DA did not turn over to the defense team. So then they petition for a new trial and they get it. Which you're like, yeah, that's fucked. You can't withhold evidence. Like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck? So anyways, that's when they get a new trial. And there is no, like, all the evidence tying him to the crime is circumstantial. There is no... Um, like, what's that called? There's no, what's not circumstantial evidence? Like, evident, real evidence? Hard evidence? There's no, like, DNA. There's no fingerprints. There's, (laughs) there's no, like, evidence tying him to the, to the murder. There is an instance where, like, they find a bunch of shotgun shells in his closet, but he's like, I don't know how those got there. And they do eventually find evidence of shotgun residue on his clothing but allegedly not even allegedly apparently he's in texas come on the the lab the fbi lab was in the same building as a shooting range and shared the same ventilation system as the shooting range so the defense was like it could have gotten on from that which you're like are you kidding like how would they it seems preposterous anyways so then the second time with the second trial that's when he gets convicted and the jury gets deadlocked so that was 2016 he still hasn't been sentenced like the shit is not resolved 
Maybe it is. I can't remember. But could you <laughs> could you imagine how miserable this what's his name? David Temple. David Temple. <laughs> and <laughs> Hold on, I've got more. I'm not done. Found guilty twice in wife's murder, loses appeal. Okay, so he has been found guilty. Wait, no, that that's the thing though. He had already he had been found guilty. Lost an appeal stemming from a mistrial. He's here in the jumpsuit. I know, but he's been convicted twice. The judge but with the second that's what I'm saying. Deadlock couldn't reach a decision. Defense attorney argued that judge abused his discretion declaring a mistrial, which created a situation where Temple would be subjected to double jeopardy. Justices with the 14th Court of Appeals denied these appeals and essentially upheld the mistrial. He was disappointed with the ruling, plans to appeal again. So has he been sentenced? He does not anticipate a second punishment phase going forward until the appeal process is complete. That's what I'm saying. He hasn't technically been He sentenced. was convicted in the 2007 sentenced to life in 2016. So he was he was convicted, sentenced, sentenced and then the 1400 then, he got another trial where he was convicted in 2016. But because it's a, it's a bifurcated trial when you're facing a death penalty, so you have the the conviction phase and then the sentencing phase. And the he's, jury agreed on the conviction, but they didn't agree on the sentencing. He's in Harris County Jail. Exactly. On a 1 million dollar bond. That's what I'm saying. So I was right. He's just there. That's what I'm saying. So I was right. He was not convicted. He is sitting in county jail. He's convicted of murder. He hasn't been sentenced. So this happened in 1999. He was first convicted in 2016. He was convicted again after that, but he what still hasn't been sentenced. And it got postponed because of the COVID. pandemic. So um, one thing that I wanted to flag, obviously this is Texas. Like that is relevant to what we're dealing with now with abortion. Like, Texas, of course, is the state most likely to fucking execute you on death row. Like, they have a storied history related to the death penalty. They also are, like, the most restrictive on abortion access and the most insane. And so, obviously, this makes a very hostile place for anybody, but particularly for women. And in fact, Texas has one of the highest rates of intimate, like murder of women by a family member in the country. Although guess who's ahead of them? Kentucky. Yeah, of course. So like, again, back to like sort of the whole point of all this is the whole pro-life movement is fucking bullshit because the reality is Texas doesn't give a fuck about life. And like, this is the culture that perpetrates the patriarchy and puts people and because and also like I was looking at another story because I wanted something that was like less about you know why did this one got a lot of attention and I think it's because like they're white they had this sort of like picture perfect family and you know this sort of like classic American bullshit of a coach and all that and so I was looking at a murder that happened in western Kentucky and it was two black people in a relationship and she was pregnant and there was like very little attention and one of the biggest differences in that story it was a strangulation and so like obviously that's traumatic and I don't in any way want to diminish that violence but to me that 
I would imagine that sort of action sort of being when someone is out of control, like when they've reached a point where, which we've all reached, where we cannot control our own emotions and to some extent our behavior. I don't want that to be a cop out. But when you look at someone like David and what he did, it's so much more heinous from my perspective because obviously it was very planned. Yeah. Like it was very deliberate. It was something that he thought about many, many times. And so I think it all is a culmination of the environment that sort of held him up as something special. I also think it's interesting that he called her family white trash. Like I think there's some like some shit there too about like power. Um, that's it. That's my story. Well, my story is Vanessa. I actually have two stories. Okay, so Vanessa Anderson. This this is a very story that we're familiar with. Vanessa Anderson. This type of story was pregnant with her daughter Dior. She's has a C-section scheduled eight days away. We've done a story where something similar has happened. She was the second youngest of 12. Oh, my God. Born in Chicago. This happened in 2021. Her family said she was the center of attention, a fashionista, love turning up, would always like Sounds familiar. I know, right? Her family said that... um, she enjoyed being a, being around her family and having a reason, you know, to look to to look cute. She had two daughters, Lanaya, thirteen, and Javea, twelve. And she was found. How old was she? Do you know? She was born in nineteen ninety. Oh, okay. So around thirty. No, that was. Oh, yep, you're right. Thirties, um, early thirties, but. She was found stabbed to death. She was found naked by her landlord. They said there was blood everywhere. There was a phone call, and the story is common. She was in a toxic relationship with a man named William Bunch, who was subsequently arrested and convicted of her murder, and he didn't want ever want her to have a child. You know, and... Leading up to, he ends up stabbing her. He ends up stabbing her to death. Oh, my God. And and it's horrific. It's horrific. And these horrible things that happen. He ends up getting, and the piece that's connecting it to the other story is he is charged rightfully for her death and her child's death okay so yeah that happened in the texas case too and something else that made me think of with this case but i'll come back to it later no go ahead well so it was bizarre to me i I don't know i have no way of knowing in the story with david and belinda if like part of why he killed her was because she was pregnant but it did something that would fuck with his affair exactly but he already had one child but it also makes me feel some sort of way that she was pregnant with a girl and he already had a son and i wonder if the gender of the baby made any difference in his decision but you never you never know well and the reason okay so of course william bunch 
should be charged with both the murder of Vanessa and Dior. She was she was days away from delivering. You know, like this is a situation where she wanted to have a child. Right. This was her choice. Her choice was taken from her. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Pervy Patel. April 1st, 2015. And this is right across the river in Indiana. She went to the hospital bleeding in distress with a protruding umbilical cord. The doctor, Dr. Kelly McGuire, knew immediately there's something that's happened. You know, because there's no... Can't have a fucking umbilical cord hanging out of you. Right. You don't have to be a doctor to know that. You don't even well, have to be any... Uh, and they're a, like, well, any what's medical training happened? So this is where Patel, Pervy Patel, said... She had a stillborn. She didn't know what to do. And she um, was traumatized, whatever. She uh, put the stillborn into the fetus, into the dumpster. Um, The doctor, of course, has to notify the authorities. Right. Patel said that she had a miscarriage, you know, that when police arrived to the dumpster, the fetus was not alive. She was the first woman in the United States to be charged, convicted, and sentenced for fetus homicide. Mm-hmm. 20 years. 20 consecutive years that she got there they have indiana does not know what happened you know like that science of being able to float the lungs to see like that's not proof enough there's not enough and what's float the lungs that it's is that a way to tell the age of a fetus to see if oh if they breathed or not right Mm mm-hmm Oh, yeah, I couldn't do that with a fetus. So the Indiana statute you could. from which she was convicted, which bans knowingly or intentionally terminating a human pregnancy with any intention other than producing a live birth, removing a dead fetus, or performing a legal abortion. The feticide laws, which were for cases like Vanessa. Maybe. Well, that's like as a whole, we might want to. They might be illegitimate to begin maybe. with. Because yeah, we, we don't. We but don't I think know. we would all agree that it's reasonable, more right. reasonable in the circumstance. You from the first story. I I feel like it's quite the stretch to make those types of assumptions when you have no idea. No one knows what happened with Pervy. Yeah. yeah. Before she, no one, they they don't know. There is no solid proof. So she was from a family of Indian immigrants living in South Bend, Indiana. She had been aware of her pregnancy for about three weeks. She had been going through pain. What she says happened is that it just came out. And she didn't know what to do. She tried to resuscitate. And it didn't work. Do you know how old 
She... 33. Okay. She was 33. And what about the age of the... They don't know how far along well, in their pregnancy she was? That was one of the Debated. points of debate. So she says that she had either a miscarriage or a stillborn. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the other. It's really hard to know what... So the reason they're basing their argument on text messages that she had saying Oh, that right. That she was ordering abortion drugs online. They did toxicologies. There was no proof of abortion right. drugs in yeah. her system. They charged her with child neglect. Oh, my God. So it's a child for the purpose of child neglect, but it's a fetus for the purpose of fetal homicide. Exactly. And also, like you're saying, like there's plenty of people who have who are there are plenty of people who are planning to terminate a pregnancy who experience miscarriage like that's very common. So, so ridiculous. And they they say that the fetus was around 30 weeks. And so. Because it was 30 weeks that it could have survived on its own, the pathologist for the other side did that floating lungs test, mm-hmm. which has been hotly contested. I mean, I feel like whether every, it works or not. I feel like basically every... Saying the baby had drawn breath. That was their, that was their evidence. Yeah, that it was 30 the weeks. The lungs oh, that floated. It had, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like some old-timey shit. Oh, yeah, I know that doesn't. But the thing is, you can't accuse her of killing an unborn child, but also abandoning a living one. Right. You know, like you got to pick, but she's charged with feticide and child neglect. But they did it. (laughs) And she was convicted in Indiana with the environment that we live in today. You know, I'm sure that there will be of this place of criminalization. Mm-hmm. And when we're taking a situation, for example, like Pervy Patel's situation, and automatically deciding that what she did was criminal right. when no one knows. Yeah, I mean, There's the burden is on the state. Like, the, how, uh, in what way can this, sta- like, it's an unprovable. Yes, like, there's, there's so much actual evidence that for her side but like you know i know tori is aware the simple fact that she is charged by the indiana prosecutor right in certain areas in the united states that's that's enough that's enough the jury most of the jury are under the impression oh these prosecutors aren't going to charge someone that they didn't know for sure if they did it yeah exactly yeah <sighs> so is she still like has her conviction been appealed i will <laughs> i'm pretty sure she's still yeah, like the i think the end right. of that story yeah. is that she was convicted and for 20 it happened in 2015 and she got 20 years yeah it was overturned <laughs> look at us kate Look at us. Well, here we go. Here we go. So she's been released? An Indiana woman 
whose feticide conviction for a self-induced abortion was overturned in July, walked out of prison on Thursday. Of this week? Just kidding. What year was that? A year later. So she spent a year in prison. The judge resentenced her <laughs> to less time than she had already served oh. ordered and ordered her immediate release. There you go. That is great. Yeah, I mean, 20 years is like, oh, yeah. So, okay, so what is the point? <laughs> like, <laughs> of this podcast? No, of that. <laughs> good question, Tori, no, good question. Like, of that. Because, I mean, what if, if she wanted to have that abortion? Like, I don't understand. Like, like what they, who it did, says who is that the, serving to, to prosecute her? The appeals court threw out the feticide because the feed the problems were the feticide and the child neglect left the lower level child neglect. neglect charge okay got rid of the feticide well okay so here's something that still a little sus i think is reasonable <laughs> to okay so for years in i don't think it's just in kentucky i think this is a pretty intentional effort for a year, and especially because I think it was quoted in the decision, God, I hope this is fucking right, where Roe v. Wade was overturned. There have been these laws passed, for, like I said, for some time now, where there are these like baby boxes. You know what I'm talking about, Jackie? Where there are these baby boxes that are placed in like fire stations and other publicly operated spaces so that if individuals, allegedly the intention is so that individuals who give birth can't, uh, care for that child that they have a place t- to drop off a baby and in reality what I think the intention behind that was is for in these instances or instances like these then you can make the argument the prosecutor can make the argument if you didn't know what to do you could have done this you could have dropped the baby in the baby box and since you didn't now that's even further evidence to bolster my claim that you intentionally hurt or killed so like I think that that's part of the why of to what end so that we can further criminalize people and control their bodies and hold them down. Absolutely. So please rate, subscribe. <laughs> we, got a, we got one more follower, you guys. We did? We got one more follower. And we got to do something special because we're running close to the end last the season. I guess. I don't know yeah. what's a good number to end on. 666. <laughs> we have 648 left to do or something. Yeah. It's from that witch I, episode. I think it's been going good and fun. Yeah. I've and it. we can have uh, people keep asking if they can be guests on our podcast. Who? Fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. I'll think about it. Could be fun. As a partner in this. You know what we should do? We could what? be Hocus Pocus, the three of us. <gasps> For Halloween? Yeah. Ooh, we could be the Sanders sisters. Good <laughs> we have a big, big Halloween dress-up day at the office. Ooh, good. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. The views expressed are strictly our own and not that of anyone else, including our employer or anyone who employs us. We hope that this pod sheds light on issues that perpetrate a culture of violence
towards women, trans people, people of color, and black people, and other people that are oppressed and experience oppression. In an effort to make the post-Roe world a safer and more rad place for everyone.